0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of Dad College. My name is Cam and I'm joined yet again. I sound very disappointed when I said, I'm joined with my good friend Dave. What's up?
1: Oh, uh, you know, just uh, recording in the middle of the day. It's a bit unusual for us. Hopefully, we won't blow it. Hopefully, we can handle it.
0: Yeah, otherwise, I'm not the rest of the day to think about it. And it's going to be really sad. Uh, so, anyways, um, what are we talking about this episode, sir?
1: Well, so one of the things we're going to do is maybe flip the script here a little bit and throw some questions out for dad and have uh, dad answer some questions, which for all of those of you listening, that'll be cam and I for right now.
0: But you can answer them yourself. You- no one will, well, uh, maybe not if you're in public, you don't just want to walk around talking to your, I mean, you could, that could be entertaining for other folks, your choice, whatever. Sorry.
1: But these, I, you know, sometimes when, when you get to family get togethers and maybe even, uh, the grandkids with the, the grandparents, some grandparents are probably great at telling stories and others need to be prompted a little bit. So, uh, probably didn't hurt to maybe equip your kids yourself. Uh, with a handful of questions that you can ask, because while people may not be the best at starting the whole conversation and telling stories, my experience is is that most people like to talk about themselves, and if you give them that opportunity to tell stories and give them sort of a context for what to talk about, that really helps. Uh, jump the conversation, and nothing I think does that better than than a than asking a question. In fact, I would, I personally have come to the conclusion based on other people's research that's smarter than me. Your most important, your most important communication skill is asking questions. Interesting. Yes. Duly noted. Because you can be a complete introvert, but if you ask a good question. Like I said, people like to talk about themselves. And so if you ask the right question, you can usually get things going. I also think it's the most important part in being an investigator is asking good questions. And honestly, I find kind of a tangent here, but I find the younger generation is not very good at that. And what I always think is funny is when I'm dealing with a new young officer and I'm like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? And their answer to me is, well, they didn't tell me about that. And I always say, you mean you didn't ask. (laughs) So anyway, my little diatribe there. No, you're fine. I think questions are good. So. Agreed. I like questions. Shall we jump in? Or did you have something? Oh, no. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Question away, sir. Question away. All right. So do you remember much about the house that you lived in as a kid? Which I'm hoping most people do. And if there was more than one, did you have a favorite or was there a favorite feature of a certain house? Well, yes, I remember both houses.
0: We moved in between eighth and ninth grade for me, like five blocks down the same street to a much bigger house. Uh, The first house, the house that, uh, you know, I lived in for the first 13 years of my life, I liked the i liked my bedroom it was mighty ducks themed for Ooh. a large portion of of my time there uh and my bed was on top of uh cabinets and drawers so it was like raised up and i knocked the back of one of the cabinets out and so i could crawl in back there and had like my own little oh, that's secret fun. clubhouse um that in hindsight was a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Cause
1: <laughs> talk about a fire hazard <laughs> and not even being able to find you if there was, exactly, I mean-
0: yeah. Um, but Hey, you know, it was the nineties. Things were different <laughs> back then. Uh, and then the, the downside of that house only had one bathroom. And when I was in eighth grade, there was five of us living there. Oh my. So that was, you know, something. Then the second house was much bigger. The thing I did not like about it was that the lawn, it was a corner house too. So the lawn was much like your lawn here, just enormous, just so much grass to cut. (laughs) And I had to cut it and I had to do it the way that my dad wanted me to do it in the right order of mowing and then like rotating which way I mowed every week. So the grass wouldn't bend when I was like, oh my Lord, I hated it. The house was nice. I enjoyed the house, but mowing the lawn was I, I still detest it, frankly. That's funny. I don't like it at all.
1: So I've tried to get both my daughters to mow the lawn and my wife. And I, I personally think they intentionally leave spots unmowed, just so I throw my hands up. And, ah, let me do it. Don't touch my lawn. So, yeah, I've given up on anybody else mowing my lawn. But now that I've been doing it for a while, it's kind of. It's one of my therapies of
0: yeah. On the way over here, I was noticing (laughs) that the grass was all turning green and I just thought, Oh no, (laughs) no, 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 no. I heard someone talking to God. Yeah. I moved Milan yesterday. Like all proud. And I was just like, no, I don't, I I genuinely don't get it. Why do we even have them? Why is it like who decided everyone has this thing that they're responsible for cutting
1: and it has to be cut and green and I don't get it. And
0: if I, the only reason I cut it is like, frankly, because if I don't, then I can get fined by the city or
1: worse. So, well, you need to do, we live down in the Brookside area of Kansas city and you got to do what the guy did that lives. I can't remember exactly. I think it's 55th and Charlotte, maybe 56th and Charlotte. He, okay. So he had, it was a corner lot and the walkway to his house, literally went to the corner of the street and he had a, what's it called where there's a, a wood frame that you like a that, pergola, like a pergola. Okay. And on, on the pergola, the the deal at the top, it said urban wilderness. And he literally just let tree like it. He just let it grow. And he actually got money from the department of the interior. I think it was as like, it, it literally like he had a little, so he had, it said urban wilderness on the pergola thing. And then, he had like signs in the yard that basically said um, this is a natural habitat per the Department of the Interior. And he got like money every year to maintain his urban wilderness and then didn't mow his lawn. Just had trees and shrubbery. And mm-hmm. But yeah, I
0: don't know. I'll see if I can swing that past the, uh, the city <laughs> officials.
1: See. So I lived in three houses growing up. And the first house that we lived in had this huge hill up front and I loved to ride any kind of wheeled vehicle down that hill, bicycles, um, big wheels. And I even had a fire truck pedal car that I drove down that thing. Except for one day I decided to do it, do it barefoot. And my, one of my foot, one of my feet got like, uh, tucked under oh. where it was going backwards. And so I like dragged the top of my foot. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That makes my <laughs> body hurt. So, um, but I loved that. And I used to pretend I was the Fonz <laughs> riding my bicycle around with my white t-shirt, my jean jacket. Cause I couldn't, well, I didn't have a leather jacket as a six year old. Then our second house and that was in Des Moines, Iowa, our second house in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, <laughs> my best friend like lived catty corner from me but it was kind of one of these deals where like to get to his house you had to go between the neighbor's garage and our garage behind the garage you'd jump the fence and then the people who lived behind us had a dog house that you like jumped on and then you like cut through their yard and jumped the fence to go to so it was just kind of this funny like little um like everybody did it, but like we never really had permission to do it. Nobody really ever cared that we did it. Um, so that was kind of like just the, 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 had a lot of friends in close proximity there. And, um, even going back and visiting like 40 years later, I'm always like amazed at how small the house is, how small the neighborhood really is. And it's like, Oh, that's why we could do what we did because it just, was a tiny little neighborhood and everything was really close and your mom could truly step out on the back porch and call for you and you'd probably hear so, but those were my, and then we lived in Kansas city for many years. All right. What did you have as a child that kids today don't have? Mm, Yep. I'm going to say it safety. (laughs) Uh,
0: I remember when elementary school was over, the bell would ring and we would all just run home or run to the car, or run to the bike rack, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I lived, like, uh, one, two, three blocks up, and, like, five blocks over from my school, and I got to walk home, and it wasn't a big deal, because nothing crazy was ever happening. And, like, there were teachers out, you know, after school just kind of making sure that no one was fighting. But that was pretty much it. Nowadays, to pick up your kid from school, you got to, you know, wait in a car line. And they're released, you know, like, person by person. And you have to have, like, identification forms and this, that, and the other thing. And it's just like, holy cow. Things have changed a lot. And there weren't school shootings back then we could, we could run the neighborhood just like you were talking, running in and out of people's yards, uh, playing street hockey, cops and robbers just running. And this was the suburbs. This wasn't a tiny, you know, Mm -hmm. little country town. Like it was the first suburb North of Detroit, like in the heart of, you know, the metropolis. And I mean, like, yeah, our parents wanted to know where we were and, that there was a parent around and that sort of stuff. But like you would just run over to your friend's house and knock on the door and say, Hey, can Dave play? Mm -hmm. And then his mom would say, uh, yeah, sure. Come on in. Or no, you know, we're about to leave. Okay. Bye. And I'd run back to my house. Like Mm
1: -hmm. one big deal. Yeah. I feel like that's changed. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know it's changed from when I was a kid in the seventies. um, I mean, I truly remember Saturday morning, like finishing my breakfast, watching cartoons, like, and then leaving and just playing all day long. And like, I'm pretty sure it was like hours on end because like I would eat lunch at my friend's house or he'd eat lunch at my house and now for all I know moms were calling each other throughout the day and checking on us I don't know it's quite possible but I guess even in that there was a a wood wooded area with a creek that we would explore for hours on end that um, yeah it didn't really think about you know didn't have a cell phone (laughs) it seems like kids are getting cell phones when they're younger and younger and yeah um. And Des Moines, Iowa, had a um, deposit on aluminum cans, and so it, and it, it it's it was five cents a can and I mean in the late seventies if if you got ten to twenty cans, which is actually pretty easy because they were everywhere, you basically had a, you know fifty cents to a dollar was like all you needed at the local convenience store. And so, yeah, that was like how we made money was collecting cans and turning in the deposits.
0: It was 10 cents in Michigan. And that was like my part-time job. When I come home from college, my dad would just have like bags and bags and bags of, you know, pop cans or beer cans or, you know, whatever. And he's like, I don't want to take them up to you. And I'm like, I'm looking at the bags. I'm like, that's like 30 bucks. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm yeah. rich. <laughs> so, and you know, I, the other thing I, I do, I'm not sure of like, it seems like for kids, the, the, the new toy, the new thing is like a phone or, and I don't, maybe I'm missing out on like, like I, I truly remember like people getting things and it was like, this is the first time we've ever seen anything like this. Like I remember the Atari 2600 coming out to the point where it was like, like it was a big deal that it came out because I mean, a video game in your home didn't exist. And then the other thing I remember is like the parents playing the video games on Friday and Saturday nights, you know, like they'd all get together and make the kids go to bed and uh-huh. <laughs> stay up and uh, play the video game. So, um, I just, I don't know. I'm not a kid, but it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of that as much. I don't know. Maybe the new call of duty coming out or whatever is that exciting now, or the new iPhone or the new. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's more of what the phone lets you do or gives you access to than the phone itself. But anyways.
1: All right. So another question that we have is what was your favorite movie or book? When you were my age. So. Well, I'm my age right now. You so are you're, you're at your age right well, now. Do you want to take this from uh, the ages of your children? Well, so, yeah. So mine I can do. I can do when I was 11. I don't know. Do you want to do one when you were a year old? Did you have a favorite? Movie? I don't remember
0: <laughs> anything before kindergarten. Okay.
1: So you can just do your earliest.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know for a fact, like my favorite book as a kid was uh, The Hobbit. My dad read it to me like multiple times. Really? And That's then cool. Lord of the Rings, but The Hobbit was like the first book that I remember being like, this is amazing. You know, this whole <laughs> new world. Yeah,
1: I loved it. So your turn. Uh, So when I was 11, favorite book, I don't know that there was a book that I liked, but The Choose Your Own Adventure was very popular in 1982. And so. I read a lot of those, and then the Garfield comic books were the other uh thing that were kind of a big deal. yeah, I had a couple of the fat cat three packs myself, so and i I held on to those for the longest time. in fact, I don't even know if they're in a box somewhere or I used to color mine oh, yeah, they were black and white, like yeah, mm-hmm. I used so. to color them, which I
0: don't know if that's like a uh what sort I'm looking for heresy, a comic heresy,
1: but I did it. I was a kid I coloring. <laughs> yeah, it is. And now they're probably not worth anything because yeah, whatever. Um,
0: I, they, I'm sure they left my possession a long, long, long time, long time ago.
1: All right. So this is, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this because it doesn't seem like it's possible that this was that long ago. And it is, So I'm pretty sure my favorite movie from 1982 when I was 11 years old was E.T. The Extraterrestrial. Wow. And I'm fairly certain that that was the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater. Oh, well,
0: that's a good one to see in the movie theater.
1: So that movies from 1982. Yeah. That's why I was like, I started thinking about it. I was like, Oh my goodness. Yikes. For some reason I thought that came out after I was born, but not the case. Yeah. 19, 1982. And. The other thing is I remember sitting like with a row of my guy friends and like choking back the tears at the end of that movie and just being like, (laughs) I'm not going to cry in front of my friends. And then like kind of had the realization of like, everybody was kind of like, yeah, doing the same thing. So, uh, yeah, we all, (laughs) we all secretly cried at ET, um, as a kid. So favorite, favorite movie that comes to mind for you and princess bride. Oh, that is a good one. Uh, apparently
0: I used to run around the house when I was, you know, like three going
1: inconceivable,
0: inconceivable. Cause I, you know, couldn't pronounce fancy words cause I was three, but yeah, apparently I watched that movie as much as I was allowed. You know, then as a teenager, Austin Powers was my, <laughs> I had all, I still have them all memorized. It's really quite pathetic. But my, my 16th birthday party was a Austin Powers-themed party. My dad's uh, boss let us borrow his Jaguar, so we parked it on the front lawn with a giant British flag. My oh, mom, my my mom handmade fat bastard sumo wrestling outfits. <laughs> and We sumo wrestled in the backyard, and everyone dressed in their best Austin Powers garb. I was Austin Powers, of course, and my little sister. So I was 16. She was 9 or 8, 8 or 9, and she was mini-me. It was pretty good.
1: That is good. All right. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing thing your mother or father ever did to you? The sex talk. Oh, (laughs) remember
0: how I said my room was mighty ducks themed. Mm -hmm. My dad, I was was sitting in my room watching mighty ducks. It was on TV. And my dad came up and watched like the last 10 minutes of it with me. And then without warning, just barreled right into the sex talk with way too much information (laughs) about him and my mother that I did not Uh. need to know. (laughs) And then he's like, all right, good talk. And then he, on his way out, turns and goes, oh, and don't masturbate. And then just walked out of the room. And I was just like, what just happened? <laughs> you just ruined, do you not see how my room is decorated? <laughs> I will forever be scarred by this. It was, uh it was the worst. Do you remember how old you were? Oh, well, it was before. I mean, it was, I would have been in middle school. And I'm, I'm like, we have sex ed starting in fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm good. You don't need to. I understand the details, dad. Like it was awful. And then he tried to give it, give me the sex talk again on my way home from grad school. And I was like four months before I was getting married. Oh, nice. And so I'm like 20, what? 22 at that point. Sure. That sounds right. <laughs> and so he starts giving me the sex talk again. And I'm just like thinking in my brain, I'm like, is this really happening? <laughs> So I decide I'm going to I'm going to make this as awkward for him as possible. So I start. Oh, you, really? I didn't know that. It's <laughs> just like asking all sorts of questions and just trying to be as uncomfortable for him. And Because I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> 22. I don't need this talk from you. Oh, it was I don't, like, I don't know what possessed him to try and have that conversation a second time. That's hilarious. I'm just like, you know. I haven't had it yet, but I'm sure I'll be able to figure it out once I'm married. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's that difficult. So anyways, <sighs> yeah, that's probably the most awkward thing that, that I can remember. I'm sure there was much more. My dad, I think, thrives on awkwardness, but that's what I remember the most, unfortunately. That's funny. I wish it was like, hey, Cam, don't forget your underwear. I was like, I was leaving for <laughs> camp or something. That would be okay. So anyways.
1: You know, I don't, I don't have any like, I guess, so I was going to say, um, my mom had no tolerance for designer clothes or spending more on money on clothing that was necessary. And I played basketball in junior high and there was one year that she made me wear these black high top Nike. I don't even know if they were Nike they were just ugly. I mean, they were just hideously ugly and I'm not even really sure that they were like sports tennis shoes. Like I think they were what they were wearing in the eighties with like your parachute pants and, Oh, nice. You know? And I just, I, I just remember being mortified by these shoes <laughs> and having to put them on and catching flack for them. And, is that what,
0: is that what uh, ended your, your MBA career right there? Uh,
1: no, because I actually played after that. So you stick I, with it. I think being five foot nine and non athletic <laughs>
0: had more to do with it. Had more to do with it. But Dave, it. if you dream it, you can do it. Oh, you yeah. You can do whatever you put your mind to.
1: Yes. Just watch, watch an episode of American Idol. Yeah. Yes. Don't do that to your kids. That is such a lie. Mm-hmm. But.
0: Well, the the NBA is always my go-to. It's like, well, what if I want to be an NBA center? I can't. I can't Can't. dream myself to be six foot (laughs) ten, or to even have the coordination to do what they do. Just wasn't on the cards, and that's okay because I would not. I'm six one, and that's already a pain being this tall, and it's not even that tall. Yeah, but it's a pain. Anyways, sorry. Now I'm (laughs) being. Now I'm being pedantic so I will stop.
1: All right. What are your best memories of holidays or family gatherings as a child? Cosmo Christmas. Cosmo Christmas? Is this like bowling Cosmo? Oh
0: no the Cosmopolitan the uh drink. Oh uh I think I was like well we were in the new house so I was in high school but I think I was on like a freshman or a sophomore. I think it was the first or second Christmas in our, in our new house. And my mom decided to make Cosmopolitans for my dad. So my dad's family always comes over Christmas night. And now there's like, I think almost 30 of us, if you include all the aunts and uncles, all the cousins and then spouses and children. Well, there's only one child, my kid. Um, but there's a few of them that are married now. So back then it was probably closer to 20, 22. Uh, and everyone was over and uh, we, all the kids were down in the basement playing cause it was a, you know, just a huge open basement. Um, and I remember upstairs, the volume just getting louder and louder. And, and then everyone was just like belly laughing and screaming and just had like hooping and hollering. And they were playing, you know, like categories or <laughs> And I realized like, I was like 14 or 15. I was like, Oh my God, they're drunk. <laughs> like they got hammered <laughs> because the Cosmos, you can't taste the booze. Yeah. Um, my mom has not made a Cosmo since <laughs> and it's been over 15 years. So, I mean, it doesn't stop her from enjoying a cocktail from time to time, but not Cosmos. No, she just, will never make them again. <laughs>
1: that is too funny. Cause I I she Christmas. felt responsible,
0: you know, for everyone getting loopy. So.
1: That is funny. So that's mine. What about you? Um, You know, I, so uh, I would say Christmas morning was probably one of my um, favorite memories, favorite traditions. Um, And then just Christmas in general. Um, So it was always a, you couldn't go look at your presents until mom and dad got up. And then you couldn't even do that until you'd had breakfast and dad had made a fire in the fireplace. And, so my mom did a good job of like building that suspense and um there was generally more than we deserved underneath the tree and but the other piece of this was we would always do Christmas day on Christmas Eve. And I mean my parents were just like yeah we wrote a letter to Santa he's going to come a night early um so uh and then on Christmas day we would travel to Chicago because both my parents my dad's family's from a small town outside of Chicago but my mom's parents were in Chicago and so we'd always see my dad's parents and his family my mom's parents and her family and you know i had a cousin guy cousin that was like 2 years older than i was and so like one year we got the big yellow Tonka trucks and nice. when they were actually made of metal like you could commit a felony with one if you <laughs> <laughs> struck somebody over the head with these things cuz they were heavy duty, but like you know, I remember we both got the trucks, and we spent the whole day playing with these stupid yellow Tonka trucks. And and then the other thing that like was a fun memory were the the Christmas shows because like they were truly only on once during the season, and we didn't have a VCR, so it was like if you wanted to see Rudolph, you had better like know when Rudolph was going to be on, and. You knew because everybody at school knew. Hey, tonight Rudolph is on. Are you watching Rudolph? Which, like, I have to laugh at that now. Um, Different times. It really was a different time, but it was. I mean, it was truly like. I. I mean, we really. And I. I'm. I'm getting really sentimental here. Of just like Christmas was a lot of fun as a little kid. Mm -hmm. Um, in the time, um, that we. You know, I guess I would roughly say for me, you know, it was early mid seventies to probably, I guess 1981 would have been our last one in Des Moines before we moved to Kansas city. So, um, probably preschool to 10 years old were the years that we did that. And it was a lot of good, 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 I mean, just even the anticipation of crossing the Mississippi River Mississippi River was like a big event. Like, oh, there's the bridge. We're crossing the Mississippi. Ah. <laughs> so leaving Iowa, ending up in Illinois. And it's true. They are right next to each other, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, we'd, we'd head uh, straight out I- I-80 pretty much the whole way. Beautiful drive. So in fact, the small town that my dad was from was not far off of interstate 80. So yeah. And even, even just the road stop stuff. I mean, Oh yeah. Nickerson, I think it was Nickerson farms. was one of the things that get nostalgic. Uh, How about, well, we could uh, wrap up on this one. So did you have like a a favorite meal uh, growing up? and maybe even a a favorite meal and then maybe even like a special favorite meal that you didn't get as often.
0: Yeah. Uh, so my dad is a realtor and, uh, our special treat was whenever he closed on a house, we would get Chinese Uh and there's this really good Chinese, uh, Food place and it's only takeout. You can't even. It's like a little lobby. You wait in it, um, called Wan Cow Chop Suey in <laughs> Gross Point Woods, Michigan. Uh, It's still my favorite. It everything they make is really good. Um, so that was our special treat. But what we didn't know was that it didn't happen every time you closed. There were some times where <laughs> business was so good that he would do like every three closes. Ah. Okay, now we we'll get Chinese. But we didn't know we were kids. You know, we're not keeping track of yeah. when he's closing houses. Like we didn't care. We just like, oh Chinese, yeah. You know, we got all excited. Um and so my parents are both like big time foodies. Like they're both really good cooks and uh they like uh fancy foods and they like making fancy foods and you know my dad's like oh hey cam there's some uh there's some dry boar in the fridge Do you want some <laughs> who has that in their fridge <laughs> apparently my parents do um and i love going home to see them because the food is always even today like even though there's just two of them they still cook amazing stuff because they're like we have to eat why not eat really good stuff I'm like, okay i just okay. don't want to cook for an hour yeah <laughs> they don't eat dinner until like eight o'clock at night because my dad works and then comes home and then he cooks because my my mom can't really cook anymore, um, because of her MS, um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, so the Chinese was the special treat and then, um, I mean there was tons of meals that, like, tuna niçoise salad is amazing, <laughs> um, or uh, one that recently they started doing is called proper chicken Caesar. It's Jamie Oliver, do you know he's the one of the British guys on oh, on okay TV. Yeah, yeah um, it's the best chicken Caesar salad I've ever had in my life. And it's stupid easy. And I've actually made it twice. That's how not difficult it is. Um, But my favorite, I think is Friday nights. Once we were at the new house and all of us kids were old enough, Friday nights was homemade pizza night. And my dad would either go get dough or my mom would make fresh dough. And then we would all make our own personal pizzas from scratch. And it was like goat cheese and artichoke hearts Uh and dry uh, (laughs) dry roasted tomatoes. And, you know, and it was like a competition between the kids who could make the best pizza. (laughs) And, I like anchovies. I think they're ah. delicious and my sisters don't think they're gross. So I would like dangle them and, uh, you know, eat them and gross them out. Cause they were, I mean, Katie's four years younger than me, Rachel's seven. So, you know, course, they, were, yes. they were like 11 and eight roughly yep. when we started doing this or maybe a little, even a little younger even, but yeah. So I think pizza night was fun cause it was a family thing. We all were in the kitchen, you know, we would take turns making pizza, but our kitchen and our eating area were one giant room. Um, and then the, the family room was right next to it. So we were all together, you know, making pizzas and having a good time. Yeah. So that's a good memory
1: and it was good food. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny cause I even think about like how we've raised our children compared to the way we were raised. I mean, we just did not go out to eat. Like if, if you were going out to eat, it was a big deal. Yeah. Like generally, like we didn't go out to eat. It, 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 my family may correct me on this, but my, my memory is we didn't just go out to eat as a family. Like if we went out to eat, we were meeting somebody at the restaurant or family was in town or like it, it, it just doesn't. Um, And I even, I can remember like the first time my dad and I ate McDonald's together. I think I was 12 years old and it was just me and him. Um, because even like if my mom was working, my dad made dinner. It, you know, we just, we didn't go out. No, he'd make like corned beef hash or something that like. That's not so bad. I like it now, <laughs> but as a kid, you're just like, uh, or he'd make spam. He'd put, oh, okay, he'd, put, yeah. he'd put toast in the toaster and then cook up spam on the, if, and spam's expensive. It's spam's not cheap. So, but yeah, it was like his, like, you could tell he had like his favorite bachelor meals that he would make. Uh, so that was actually kind of fun to have, you know, dad cook and make. Uh, those kinds of things um and like even just having pizza delivered to the house was a huge huge deal most time if you had pizzas cuz it was like somebody's birthday or it was a you know the baseball season was over or, you know um something something along um along those lines it just um just did not you did not go out to eat very much when we were growing up and it was truly a, um, like I remember, I remember even I would come home for lunch. Like I would, we live so close to my elementary school that I would walk home oh, really? and have lunch. And that was, and that was probably my favorite like home food was my mom would make macaroni and cheese. And so I'd come home and I'd have my macaroni and cheese and then I'd go back to, uh, go back to school and, Can't even imagine doing that this day and age of going home for lunch and.
0: Yeah, we could do that in high school. If you were an upperclassman, you could leave for lunch, which I was surprised to find out you can't do here.
1: The high school is locked down all day. Yeah. They've become much more strict with all of that, but I think there are some that still allow. I remember my junior year of high school. I may have shared this already. We, d- we tried to see how many different places we could go to lunch at. And so it was literally like one of these deals where like, we're going like 60 miles an hour down the 30 mile an hour road oh, in front of the high school to get back on time. <laughs> and uh, one of the, one of the guys got like finally got a ticket for 20 over 25 over or something. I can't remember. And we're all kind of like, okay, I think we've, <laughs> we've maxed out our radius that we can go from the high school and get back in time, which yeah. Kinda crazy. All right. Did you have any other questions maybe that popped up? Because I've been reading from a little list
0: that No, but now I'm thinking of Bomaritos subs and I want one really badly. It's a little Italian place in Gross Point. Oh man. So listeners, if you're ever in Gross Point, Michigan, one cow suey and Bomaritos Italian sub. It's wonderful. Yeah, I'm well. It's <laughs> it's, it's also lunchtime maybe, so that yes, might be part of it. Um no, I think uh this was this was fun. Yeah. An interesting trip down memory lane. Yeah. But I think, you know, to your initial point uh at the beginning of the show, like asking questions, uh letting your kids ask you questions, um like this or encouraging them to ask questions of aunts and uncles and grandparents. It's a great way for them to learn uh, more about, you know, their family and the people that, you know, they care about and care about them. Um, but it also, I think is a good skill for them to learn at a young age, how to, you know, ask questions and follow up and, you know, listen. Yeah, exactly. That's listen. Um, I, yeah, I think it's, it's a really, really important thing, um, for parents and dads to do is to give their kids that gift
1: you know? So, uh, one of the things that my mom did fairly recently, um, but long enough that my, her parents, her mom and dad were still alive. Was she sat down with them with a the tape recorder and said, Oh, that's cool. Uh, tell us about where you grew up and how you met. And it was funny. They talked about, so they had three girls and one of the things they talked about was how much it cost for each girl. And like the first daughter was like 50 bucks. The second daughter was a hundred bucks. And the third daughter was $200. And it's like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what it was. It was, if if it wasn't that, then it was 100, 200, 400, but it was something to that effect of, or 4,000. No, it was it was truly hundreds of dollars. So, um, uh, my, yeah, my, my grandfather as a, you know, we talk about being small and having the freedom to do things. My grandfather is a 12 year old, I think in 1932, I think those, those are correct. Went to the the, the world's fair in Chicago by himself, like hop on, hopped on the low, the, I think it was a train, but I, I, I don't know if it was the L or if it was a trolley or what, but took public transportation to the, Chicago world's fair and got in for a nickel and, you know, bought two hot dogs and a Coke for a nickel, and, <laughs> but basically was gone all day by himself. So yeah. Imagine if a 12 year old got on a bus today, what people would do that free range children. Is that what they call them now? <laughs> I, I really think it's a thing is like free range kids. Like, <laughs> having kids that can go do things on their own and <laughs> why do they have to call it that? That's it. I know, it's it. Like I know it's a, exactly. So no, anyway. no
0: antibiotics either. Right. Yep. All right. Well, I think we should stop yeah. there before we go down that tangent. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening everybody. If you want to, uh, we'll link the questions uh, in the show notes. There we go. Words. Yeah. Uh, show notes are going to be in your podcast app of choice, or you can go to super slash masterclass. No, slash dad college (laughs) slash 16. Because, yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, If you go to the show notes or swipe up, you can see our Twitter and our Patreon. And, uh, yeah. Hey, bye. Later.